Okay. I'm going to do something that might be a little bit disappointing, is I'm going to end the shear with a question, because I really don't know the answer. And I want to share with you, there's a lot we're going to say tonight, but at the end we're going to end off with a question, and I'll leave it up to, to you to think of an answer. So I think it's a, I think it's a good question. Tonight's shear is sponsored by the Mayer family, the Ilunishmas. Uh, the father Hananel Ben Zilpa. Also, I want to. Uh, there should be Mitzvahem. The Mayor family. They should have tremendous, tremendous. The Neshama should have an Aliyah, and they should have Parnasa Ba'achava and Nachas from their children, and continue to have a connection to Torah and sponsoring Torah Mitzvahem. Also, I would like in the Schus that so many people come to hear the very Torah, and uh, I, I feel that um, on a Thursday night, people have what to do, and they come here for whatever, for an hour or so, and they sit together and they learn together. So I want that there should be a schus that our learning, and just the, the fact that we came out tonight to listen to the return, to be mischazik, to, to become close to Hashem, it should be a refuah shleima for Michal Rachamim ben Mazal, who was in a terrible car accident last week, and for Rabbi Cohen's rabbits in Elinor Bas Zoya. So Mr. Shashava Rafua Shleima Bakarov. What I'm going to talk about today is you have to follow with me. It's I'm going to talk about the, the buying of the Bukhira that Yaakov bought from Asaf. So let's I'm going to go through the Psukim. I'm going to make a few points. I'm going to show you something niflo from the Orachayim HaKadosh. And then I'm going to pose a question that I think is a decent question. I hope it's a decent question. So the Pasuk starts up, it says, V'yozad Yaakov Nezid. That Yaakov came and he was cooking lentil soup. V'yovah Esav min oyef. And Esav came from the field and he was exhausted. Even though the word oyef just means tired, but all the Mepharshim say that he was exhausted. And Esav tells Yaakov, Pour the red, red stuff, pour it down my throat. Because I am completely exhausted. Now I just want to say, make first point. The word, what's the difference in the word Ani and the word Anoichi? What's the difference? Does anybody know? Ani and Anoichi. It's, it's both singular. The word Ani means I. So what, what does it mean Anoichi? What's the difference in the word Ayef Anoichi? I am tired. What's the difference? The word Anoichi, what? Tired essence. The concept of Anoichi means that there's nobody else like me. Like it says, Anoichi Hashem Elokecha. It doesn't say Ani Hashem Elokecha. It means I am the only one 
that is your God. And that's words Anoichi. When he says Ayef Anoichi, he's saying never in the history of the world has anybody been tired as me, as exhausted as I am. Yeah? I would like to uh, argue this point. <laughs> because I, <laughs> I think I could do better. Anyway, but that's what he says. Ayef Anoichi, I am beyond, nobody is like me. Aken Karashmoi Edoi. Therefore, his name was called Edoi. Now, people, a lot of people make a bad mistake in this passage. Because if I ask you, why was Esau called Edoi, what are you going to answer? Because the lentils were red. Right? What? His hair was red. This is nobody, I think, I'm sorry, one Mefarish says that shot. One. Everybody else says something very simple. The reason why his name was Edoi, what's a person's name? person's name is the essence of his life. Esau got a new name because he was going to die. When Yaakov gave him the, the lentil soup, it gave him new life. It was like he was born again. So he got a new name. And his name now became Edom. That's all the Mepharshim learned. I can't encourage my Edom because he said, because he said, I'm going to die. So when he was fed... He got a new name, like he just was born. That's what the Mepharshim say. What the word Edoi means? The word Edoi means is that either it's, it's a big machal, either word Edoi means because he was like silent, or the word Edoi means because the, the lentil soup was called Edoi. But really, in essence, the reason why he got that name is not because he said the word Salitaini Namina Adam. He got the name because he was going to die from it if he wasn't going to eat. And it's an important point. Okay, well. And Yaakov said, Sell me your birthright. I'm going to die. What do I care about the Bechayra? What do I care about my birthright? Yaakov says, Make an, an oath to me. What does Kayoim mean? Like today. What should he say? Hishaveli hayoim. Today. Not like today. What does it mean kayoim? Hishaveli hayoim. Not kayoim. What's he saying? And he made the oath. And he sold his birthright to Yaakov. Was that a part of the deal? What is this? It's called customer service. <laughs> why, why did he give him lechem? Gave him lechem. V'nezid adoshem, v'yoichal, v'yesht, he ate and he drank, v'yokam, and he stood up, v'yeilach, and he went. V'ivas Esav is a b'choyra. And Esav denigrated, he embarrassed, he disgraced the concept of b'choyra. End of story. There's a lot to talk about over here. I'm going to explain to you that there are two major problems in this, in this story. In order to make a purchase, there were two problems that Yaakov had to overcome. Problem number one. This is also a proof that, uh, that Yaakov was Hungarian. Why? Because his father's still alive and he's already arguing about the inheritance. Right? That's the... His father's still alive. Let me ask you something. 
When does the inheritance take effect? After he passes. How can you buy something that's not here? It's not here. For instance, the Gemara says, You cannot purchase something that is not here. I'll give you another example. If I come to you and I see that you're fishing, I see you look like you know what you're doing, you have all the equipment. I say, whatever you catch today, I'm going to buy right now. Can it, will it work for me? It won't work. Why? It's not here. You can't buy something that's not here. Even more than that, if I say, oh, I see you have beautiful trees. I'm going to buy all the fruit of the coming harvest. Will it work? No. You cannot buy Paris Ledeco. It won't work. It's Dava Shalom Bala How did Yaakov buy something that is not here? It will come here in the future, right? Eventually Yitzchak will die and Yaakov will inherit all of the money and all of the sheep and all of the property of Yitzchak Avinu. But how can he buy it now? Question number one. Question number two. What else was he buying? Was he just buying the, the, the money and the property? What else was he buying? What has Rashi said? He says he's buying the rights to do the Avoidah. In those times, who had a right? Who was the Kayan? Who was the Kayan? The Bechar. The Bechar was the Kayan. So he says not only did he want to buy the physical rights, he also wanted to buy the spiritual rights. That Esau won't be able to do the Avoidah and he should be able to do the Avoidah. What's wrong with that? There's another problem now. You can't buy something in Torah which is intangible. You can't buy something like today in the world, which is very hard. I know you have a very hard time to understand this. But let's say today in the world, the Coca-Cola logo, how much is it worth? It's really worth nothing. Because all it is, is the logo. But really in essence, if I had the right to use it, it's worth hundreds of billions of dollars. Correct? But really it's something which is intangible. It's not here. There's nothing here. So Alpitoyer, you can't buy something that's not here. That's intangible. I can't buy the rights to something that has no, has no physical, has no physical, what am I buying? What's here? Right? So for instance, there was a big shaila in Halacha about, nowadays it doesn't, it doesn't work so well, but I, I, okay, it still works till today. Can you, can you, can you uh, for instance, buying software? Can you steal software? Can you steal software from somebody else? What are you stealing? There's nothing here. The software is not, it's, there's nothing, you're not stealing something. So is it, is it permissible to steal software? If there's nothing here? Yeah? I'll give you a question today also uh, that, uh, that I mentioned. There was a tshuva in the Divrim Akil. Divrim Akil was a big paisik in Lita. Divrim Akil said two Jews had a business. Two Jews had a business. And the one, the one Jew, he found a way of making like, uh, so, like, uh, like beverages, like Coca-Cola and things like that. And he had a method of how to do it. And he wrote down the method in a book. And he gave the book to another Jew and he told the Jew, I'm giving you this, this book, but you can produce it, nobody else is allowed to. And he went, what did he do? He sold the book to somebody else. And I took him to Besden. Why? Because you just destroyed my company. 
I no longer, there's another hundred people who can go ahead and copy my, my method. And there's a whole question, is that considered to be damaged or not damaged, and so on and so on, the whole shayla. But the problem is over here, is how did Yaakov buy the Bechayra if the Bechayra is not tangible? It's not something you can touch. It's not something you can feel. How did he buy that? How did it work? So we have two problems to fix. Problem number one. Let's say Yaakov bought all of the property of Yitzchak and all of everything. How did he buy it if it's not here? And the second problem is, how did Yaakov Avinu buy things that were intangible? They were intangible. They're not here. They're not physical. He bought the Bechayra and so on and so forth. So the Arachayim HaKadosh says something amazing. Let's look at what the Pesukim say. The first thing is, is that Yaakov tells Esav, Sell to me like today. What does it mean, Kayoim? So the Gemara says in Bab Metziah and Dafta Zayin, the following case. There's somebody who is an Oni. He's very, very poor. What does he need right now? He needs food to eat, right? So for him, if you tell him, I'll pay now for all of the fish that you catch today, it is going to work. Why is it going to work? The reason why it's going to work is because the whole problem of buying something that's only going to be in the future is there's no gemiras das. If I buy the Bechayr, I don't know what's going to happen in another week. I have no idea. But if I tell you right now that you're an Ani and you don't have enough food to live today, do you want to sell it? Is there any problem with your gemiras das? No. Not at all. You're going to sell it today. So Yaakov tells Esau, Macharli Kayoim. What does it mean, Kayoim? Right now, you're going to die, correct? So therefore, you're not going to tell me tomorrow that you didn't mean it. Because right now, if you don't have to eat right now, you're going to die. So therefore, I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to give you the Nazid Adoshim, and you're going to sell me the Bechayr, and it's going to work. He's holding the day. So that's why he tells him, Kayoim, like today. Didn't tell him today, Kayoim. This day where you are going to die and you, you're going to chalish. So therefore, you can't tell me later that you didn't have in mind. Because even though the Bechayra is not here, it's only going to happen in the future. It doesn't make a difference. So that's the first thing. So we took care of the fact of the Bechayra is going to happen later. But how are we going to take care of the fact that it's not tangible? So what does he tell him? Yom Yaakov Ishaveli. Make me a shvur. Make me an oath. So what's the problem with something that's intangible? There's nothing for you for the Kenyan to work. There's nothing for you for the purchase to work. It's not going to work. But if you make me a shvua, I don't need a physical property anymore. Because why? Because you just obligated yourself. So the problem with making a purchase is because there's nothing tangible. But the moment that you went and took the purchase and you put it on yourself and you made a shvua, you made an oath, so now the fact that it's not tangible doesn't make a difference. Because now you're a mechai of yourself. You obligated yourself. So now that you obligated yourself, therefore the purchase of something intangible will be able to work. That's what he told me, Shavali. But one second. There's still one problem. Straight away. Because the idea is once he's chal the shvur, so now the problem of the fact that there's no... He's, he's himself, so much so, they say an incredible thing. They say that Esau sold himself to Yaakov. 
So what was the, the reason why the Bechayra worked is because if you owned Esav, and Esav was the way that you get the Bechayra, so therefore he had an automatic trigger that he's going to get the Bechayra. You, you don't have to say so extreme. You don't have to say, the Ketois entertains this idea, but you don't have to say something so extreme. You can say something very simple. The idea is he made a Shvur, he made an oath, he obligated himself. Now that he became obligated, so now the fact that there's nothing tangible, it's still going to work. The Kenyan is still going to work. Fine. But we still have a problem. Because the next morning, Esau is going to get up. What's he going to say? I'm going to, what did I do? And he's going to take Yaakov to Bezdin. What's he going to say in Bezdin? If you were Esau, what would you answer? What would you say? It was what? What? Close. What? Close. What? what? Close. what? Close. I was under duress. I was, I was, I was dying of hunger. So first he gives them bread. He gives them bread, and then he gives them the, the lentils. He, so he says, that's why later on, he says, lechem He closed the door to that time. He said, you could have said that if all I gave you was the Zida Doshim, so there's no Kenyan. But I made sure to give you Lechem, now that your brain is settled, now I'll go to the Zida Doshim. What? <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is that once he, after the bread, so how, how's it going to work? So it has to be that the Shvua and the Kenyan are all working at one time. Yeah, but, but the, the interesting thing is, okay, I'm not going to go, the Ketsoyes and the Deceivers have a machloikis about this, this, this idea. But I, I don't want to go so much into it. But that's basically the idea, it's beautiful, it goes in the Psukim, how Yaakov Avinu went and he bought the Bechayra, from of both the tangible and the intangible Bechayur, to make sure that there's no way out of this Kenyan, out of this purchase. Now, let's leave that for a second. And I want to pose a little bit of a deep question to all of you. Last week's Pasha is Pasha Chayesar. And there's a whole long discussion. And you see the Arachim does the same thing over there. And a lot of them are first. It's not only the Arachim. You know, this discussion about who purchased and what purchased in this, it's the Rosh and the Tur, his son, also talks about the Chizkuni, the Ramban, the Rabbeinu Bachia, the Ksava Kabbalah. Almost everybody talks about this purchase. The same thing happened last week. Pashas Chayesar. Avram Avinu goes, and, he, and, and it goes into great detail. I'm going to pay you this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. The purchase, how the, the, the idea is. By Yitzchak, we don't see... We see he has problems with the, the... But we don't see that Yitzhak has to deal with the issues of purchases. Okay? So I want to share something with you. This is a little bit of a deep idea. And I don't have an answer. What is the difference between Avram and Yaakov and Yitzhak? There's a difference between... When we talk about the picture of the others, there's a difference between Avram and Yaakov and Yitzhak. And I'll tell you the difference. How did Avram Avinu become Avram Avinu? How did he become that? He was a Muda Chesed, but he had, to over, uh, uh, he had to go through 10 tests. He had to go through 10 tests in order to become Avram Avinu. He was tested. This is the question. I'm go- yes, yeah, so, but, but he had tests. He was thrown into, the, right, he was thrown into, a, into, into a fire. He was thrown into this. He had to 10 tests. Before he became Avram, if he wouldn't have survived all 10 tests, if it came to the Akedah, 
and, I, and, I, and, and Hashem tells him, kill Yitzchak. He says, I'm not doing it. End of story. No Klal Yisrael, no Judaism. End of history. No. Finished. No Avram. Everything done. Avram has to overcome ten tests in order to become Avram Avinu. Yaakov Avinu, the moment that he buys the Bechoyra, he goes through crazy tests. First he has to lie to his father. Then he has to run away from his brother. 21 years he's working for Lovan. Cheating him every single day. Then another 22 years, his only son leaves him. Yosef leaves him. One test after the other. Yitzchak, no tests. Yitzchak is the only one who doesn't have a test. Even by the Akedah, it's a good question why it's not a test. But if you look at the Psukim, the Psukim say, Va'elokim Nisa es Avraham. Not Yitzchak. Yitzchak had no tests. We see something very profound. The two of us that had to undergo tests in order to become who they became, there is a great discussion on how they purchase things. Because you have to understand, when does Avram buy the Marasa Machpelah? When he overcomes the 10th test. There's a deep discussion about how he purchases the Marasa Machpelah. Over here, when does Yaakov Avinu begin a life of tests? When he buys the Bechayra from Esau. The moment he buys the Bechayra from Esau, his life it becomes one big mess. What is the relationship between a person becoming who he needs to become and the concept of kinyonim, of purchases, of acquiring things in this world? What is the relationship between the two things? I don't know. Chavez. <laughs>